All right, guys, my name is Julian Castle and I'm with the Real Estate Investors Group. Today, I have Sal Shakir from All In Nation and we're gonna be talking about his story and how he got to where he's at right now and a little bit of takeaways on how he got there. So, um, welcome to Elevate America where we help your American dream come true. We share stories of hope, teamwork, and personal growth. Together, we'll explore stories that inspire us all to reach new heights. Hope you enjoyed, learn, and subscribe. And now, let's meet some big dreamers. I'm Julian Castle, and it's time to elevate America. Hi, Sal. How are you doing today? Good, good. How are you, Julian? I'm good. So, um, I I wanted to talk a little bit about your journey. You know, what were you doing before um, you got into real estate? Can, can you give me your origin story? Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for having me over here. Uh, no, this came out of nowhere, but uh, I was actually driving uh, to California on a trip, and that's when we talked. So I'm grateful yeah. for that opportunity. Yeah. Um, you want to hear about my background story, like way back? Well, well, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you're doing this right now, and before the, before that, you were doing something else. So I kind of want to hear, like, you know, what, what, what is that that you started doing? Well, I mean, my origins. I'm a I'm a Catholic from Iraq, so we're we're immigrants. Uh, my yeah. father immigrants to come to the United States, so um, we 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 ran away from prosecution. That that was our that was our only way out, is to leave there and come to the United States. So the journey didn't start at to be a business entrepreneur. The journey started just to survive and to leave the prosecution. So, but as soon as we came here. You know, life here is, we all think like life is, money grows on trees in the United States and it's rainbows and butterflies. And, and the reality is far from it. But we all have relatives that when we were back home, we had relatives that lived in the United States and we're like, oh, they, they lived the life because they lived in the United States. No one really realized that, how hard it is, you know, to live financially free in here. Right. And uh, that's what happened. We actually failed financially and then my dad felt pretty much like a, uh, like he failed his family and I, I've seen my dad cry twice. Mm -hmm. uh, first time when my uncle passed and that was the second time I seen my dad cry. Yeah. Cause he felt like he failed financially. Yeah. And, uh, at that moment is when I decided like, I'll make, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that my family's never in this situation ever again. And, um, I was still in high school back then. And my journey started there to be uh, an entrepreneur. So I just started to sell uh, and offer my service i worked in plumbing i painted fences knocked on doors to paint fences um worked in laundromats uh flipped cars uh then ended up somehow working with the u.s military to help train the u.s military before you get deployed to the middle east that was a very very interesting uh time of my life <laughs> and yeah, it was it was pretty interesting it was fun um, but fast forward, you know, I opened up a car dealership. I had a wholesale car, uh, you know, car business, wholesaling cars. And, uh, I ended up opening up a retail lot yeah. and, um, that was going pretty well that we, we bought a second lot and there was a second dealership and, uh, I decided that I want to do something else. Um, so I left, um, I started doing real estate. And I started to uh, slowly pull away from the car dealership. I sold one of the car dealerships, kept all the money within the, the dealership with my, because it was with my family. So paid off my parents' mortgage, uh, paid off all their credit cards, and kind of gave them dealership. 
with the assets, the cars, the money and everything in it and just segue into the real estate. Yeah. And, uh, fast That's forward. Amazing. Yeah. It, it was a blessing. I mean, what I felt like my, my dad was crying because he felt like he failed financially. Plus the house, they were losing the house. Yeah. And, um, to me, I wanted to make sure that they were taken care of. And obviously I, I urge you, if you can afford to do something for your parents like that, it doesn't have to be a house or a credit could be a credit card. Just take care of them. This means the world to them. You know, they'll never forget it. And, uh, I, I was blessed enough to be able to do that. That's a bless. Yeah, absolutely. But fast forward, you know, we, we started the, our real estate company and then one company after another. And, uh, here we are. Nice, nice. So, so that's that's kind of a great origin story. And and so, can you tell us a little bit about where you are in in the where you're at in the sense of, um, you know, do you have a what kind of businesses you run now? Um, kind of like, you know, we're we're in uh, obviously we're in real estate. Uh, we're we're in we have a marketing agency. We have couple centers. We have softwares and data programs. Uh, we have um. um consultancy company and slash events called all the nation uh we have a medical company uh mm. i wasn't expecting that what's that i wasn't expecting that I'm yeah we're, we're a little bit diversified um and, and in some sectors so yeah that's great um and so let me ask you um when did you so that belief change of like i have to make it to be successful was when you saw your dad crying you know absolutely that and so what what was that like what did you have before you know like that that you had then at that moment that, that you realized that you that you discovered that that was uh the, the change of like trajectory for you i i really can't pinpoint it coming to the united states but i can i can go back to when i was in iraq um my dad had had a company that maintained the generators for the for the u.s military and for the chaffles, for the for the kitchens, pretty much. So I started pretty young. I was helping my dad, you know, loading up and putting oil and then right, helping with the kind of office stuff, writing emails, putting estimates together. And it started pretty early on. I was 11 years old or so, 10 years old. And uh, I think that's when really I became a responsible human being helping my, my dad, right? Yeah. Uh, but the... Pivotal point, I think it was when I came to the United States and I saw that we're failing financially and how much stress is bringing to, to my parents. Yeah. And that was the one where I decided to go deeper into that because my parents always wanted me to go to college. Yeah. I did college. I told them, hey, I'm going to go work, but I'll always go back. I'll go back to college and finish. Yeah. Um, I'm 34 and I still yet to go back to college. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and, and they're grateful for it too. They, they're not yeah. complaining. Uh, but yeah, that's, I think that's the pivotal moment of my life, uh, where I re I had to make a change. I had to make a decision. That's amazing. And, and tell us, um, kind of what traits did you have maybe in our, in Iraq or like, were you raised a certain way where like you had developed some traits from your upbringing or, or did you develop mostly those traits that you really got you to success where you are now? Um, after that happened, like, can you tell us something about those traits? Um, that's a great question, by the way, but I, tra traits can come and go. I don't, uh, traits can, you can develop traits. Yeah. The one thing that you can develop is work ethics. Work ethics. If you have work ethics, that means if you're going to outwork anybody, you're fine. 
you can learn anything else once you set your mind to it. And yeah, I think that was the, if you want to call that a trait, then yeah, that's the trait. I always, I always, uh, I always outworked everybody. I, I did it. I'm not scared of working. And that's, that gave us an edge back in the day. We would, I would work day and night. And when I had no work to do, I found something else to do. And, and my break time, there was no break time. And the break time is where you find what's next. What are you going to do next to make money? Yeah. And yeah. this fail forward. Yeah. So so that, that was that work ethic you had, you know, and you always used it when you were using, you know, when you were doing the car dealership and then you were doing the real estate businesses and, you know, how you diversified now. You always yeah. have my work ethic there. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's the best thing you can have. You, you stay cons- if you have work ethics, you got to stay consistent in whatever you're doing. Yeah. Meaning it doesn't have to be the same industry, but you're consistent in putting the amount of work. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've got to wait. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, and kind of um, what what is the the skills? So I'm sure you developed some skills that really took you there. Um, you know, I'd say like management or or something like that. What are some skills that you developed or you had to learn in order to get to where you are? Man, there's so much. Real quick, guys, no ads here, just real stories. The only ask I have is you spread the word. Rate, review, or share this podcast. It may inspire someone out there to reach new heights. Listen, entrepreneurship, if somebody told me entrepreneurship is like this, I would have laughed. I'm like, no, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, and it looks completely different what it was before. Like now it, that was completely different. And now I'll get to that, what, what it looks like for me now. But yeah. I had to be very hands-on. I'm, 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 I consider myself good in operations. So I'm an operations guy, you know? Yeah. And uh, hands-on and uh, and systematic. So I like to put to put a system in anything that I do. Yeah. Uh, and that's where it came for data and softwares. We, we have softwares that we built for real estate industry, uh, for real estate industry and other industries as well. And... Uh, because we automated so much in our businesses that other people start like friends. It wasn't even a service to offer. It was just a service yeah. for them. And a friend says, I cannot use that. You've done a good job. And I give them. And then somebody else and somebody else, somebody else. And before you know it, you have too many people asking you to do it for them. You open up a business. So I yeah. think that was our, our, our edge. And uh, my business partner, Carlos Reyes, he's a great uh, networker. So I would work the back and operations and, and, being innovative and he would work the front end, right? The relationships. Yeah. And I think it was a great, uh, it always been a great way to, it's like a nucleus reaction, you know, gotcha. uh, he's good in the things I'm yeah. not, and I'm good in the things that he's not. And it always was met in the middle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just being systematic and they always putting the right steps and processes. That was back then. Yeah. Now, now things are completely different. Now is I think leadership is is one of the strong suits that I have is is I empower the people that work with us and you know let them fail forward and if they have a push and come back. And the way we we have that structured now, so Carlos and I we were the executive board directors, mm-hmm. and, and then we have a CEO that he's part of the board as well, the part of the board of advisors. Yeah, and under that we have our departments, so everything is department have an admin department, HR, we have a finance department, we have marketing, we have a sales department, and those have leaders in it. And then under that, we have the business unit managers. So every business has a, so it, it kind of just, 
it go it goes all the way up. So I, I'm not even in day to day except yeah. the big decision making stuff. Gotcha. That's a big deal. And so I want to touch on this um, partnership you have with Carlos Reyes. I feel like that has been a big impact in the trajectory that you both have got. Mm -hmm. And so how did you pick Carlos Reyes as a partner or how did that come about? So I was in the car industry. Um, I opened up my retail lot back in 2013. And uh, Carlos back in the day was working at a place called Cash One Title Loan. So he was in charge of the motor vehicle department where they switched titles and, uh, uh, you know, just the paperwork for the titles. Yeah. But cars, but it's a title loan place. So people cash out, um, you go, you have a car, you get a loan and they, you, they, they kind of assign the title to that. Right. So it's like yeah. a lot, but part of that, that he opened, they had that department, what it did, it's pretty much for the public as well. You can transfer title. And he was marketing toward the dealerships in there. And one of the dealerships was mine. And, um, we just became friends, became friends for a year, partied. Um, and one day I asked him, I said, Carlos, uh, what are you doing on a two on Tuesday? He's like, I'm working, but I can take a day off. What's going on? I said, let's go to the auction. So we go to the auction. I pick a car. I'm like, this is going to be your car. Buy it. And you're going to be able to flip it. We bought that car, $2,500. He was able to flip it for him, not for me. I just wanted him to. I wanted to make some money because he was like flipping hats and like he was a hustler and he was my friend. Yeah. And at that point, uh, he flipped that car in two days and sold it for five grand. Yeah. And I knew that I want I wanted somebody like that as a business partner. Yeah. So we were we were saying, why don't we go on business together? And uh, we've had all kind of crazy ideas and uh, real estate was one of them. Yeah. Then the real estate journey started there, and that's how we met. Obviously, we met as friends. We met as he was he was trying to help me with the paperwork, and yeah. uh, we became friends. We actually tried. That's the one thing that I, I the one thing that I want to look for a partner. We actually served each other the same minute we met. So as I met him, he said, "Look, you don't know how to do this retail paperwork. I'll help you. To, I'll, I'll help you do it." At the same time, I said, "Whose car is outside that black car?" He said, "It's mine." I said, "Hey, it's faded. Let me paint it for you for free." He said, "Well, somebody owes me a favor. If they don't, if they don't do it, then you do it for me." But instantly, within within a few minutes of meeting, we yeah. try to serve each other, and I think that's what made the partnership the right partnership from the get go. Even though we weren't partners when we first met, it took us a long time. Yeah, it started on the right path. That that would that's a great synergy from start for you guys to yours. So that that's amazing, and wow. And so he's more the marketing guy, right? He's like, I guess. You can call them like acquisitions, right? Like brings it. He's like a networker acquisition. Yes, I'm more of when we did real estate back in the day. He was acquisition. I was doing disposition, marketing, all that. Okay, gotcha. And and okay, that's cool. And so, tell me, where are you at right now? Like, you know, in terms of like you you're saying like you're now into leadership now. Before you were more into systems and and and, and processes, operations, and operations. Yeah, operations. Yeah, I was pretty much all operations between from the finance department to to uh, marketing to disposition to transaction coordination which you can call support department and uh yeah and the it department and uh and the r d department when it comes to like innovative systems yeah so that was my role um obviously uh, in a like fractionalized in between doing a thousand things at one um we were all dumping it started carlos and i only yeah yeah, 
And so now that leadership is like the major part of your, your, uh, of what you do. I, I, cons- I, mean, I consider myself a, I'm a, a founder and a executive board member. That's, that's my role. And so, and so what is, what is it that you do nowadays to like, uh, you know, inspire leaders inside your company yeah. and, and kind of make those big decisions as you mentioned? I'm sorry. I mean, obviously it, it inspiring. That's, that's hundred percent. We, we, we bring people, we groom them up or we bring high caliber people, uh, in our company, we, we, we have great salaries. I don't think other real estate companies pay what we pay. We have full benefits. We don't pay 50%, but we pay hundred percent of medical benefits. We have dental vision we have the profit margin, like the profit sharing. We have, we take care of our people here. And that's part of why we have a great organization because we take care of the people, but the day to day is pretty much meetings. Like that's why I said, if somebody told me what entrepreneurship looks like, Oh, I guarantee you it's going to be different the next year and the next year and the next year. But yeah, you know, and just meetings that you make decisions. You have, we have strategy on a quarterly strategy meetings. Um, every day I probably have five, four to five to six meetings sometimes that yeah. even more. Uh, and they're not just meeting. Oh yeah. What do we do with this? No. And they're like, you know, they're budget meeting, top line, bottom line, uh, budget meetings. they're strategy meeting. Uh, there's, uh, just how we can move the company forward. And uh, we meet with other companies that they want to co- become a part of our company because what we do as well is we offer, just besides the services that we offer here, because we're pretty much a business solution for other businesses. So somebody wants to, to get data, they use it. They use us. Somebody wants um, uh, systems, they use us. They want call centers, they use us. They want marketing, they use us. But beyond that, everybody has those services. Beyond that is we became an organization that has... Uh, departments that are so set where we plug into their organization. So let's say you're a company that, um, that does, uh, half a million dollars or a million dollars a year. Yeah. And you want to take it to make $5 million a year or $10 million a year. We're going to, it's going to take you time to build up to that. You have to build departments, you have the track record, you have to become accredited and all that stuff. And what we do is we plug into an organization and we become a minority shareholder or partner. And then they get to utilize everything we have, our legal department, our finance department, our marketing department, our sales department. And that's pretty much what we start. That was the next level for us, at least to level up where we become partners in, in I don't know how many companies uh, because of the, the, the departments that we put together in the foundation. Gotcha. So you become a minority stakeholder in those companies and help them grow. You know, with your process, yeah. it's like triple, quadruple, um, and for something that would take somebody 10 years to build. So gotcha. we shave off that 10 years. And... Gotcha. Yeah, because you've been there, you've done that. So you can definitely take them to the right one where they want to go. Yeah, I mean, it's not knowledge because knowledge, everybody can, can obtain knowledge. I'm talking about like the brick and mortar that to hire and put all those things as steps together. Most people lose lose a lot of money to learn that if they get there. Uh, some people don't even get that after two or three years, they have to go out of business and, uh, we become kind of the backbone to their business. Makes sense. And so, Hey, real quick guys, boost your productivity with time boxing. Even big names like Elon Musk swear by it. We've got a cool sheet to help you out. Grab yours at bit.ly slash time sheet. If you don't like it, there's a 30 day money back guarantee. And so we, we spoke about a little bit about the belief, like, you know, Someone has to have 
who's listening in the audience, someone has to have that belief change of like, I got to make it happen. And, Absolutely. and that is different from everybody. For you, it was seeing your dad cry and saying, and, and, and seeing that he, you know, he, he thought of himself as a financial, you know, uh, uh, he, he felt like he felt financially. Yes. Yeah. He felt financially. And then, um, and then obviously the, the trait that you say is the one that delivers all the success is the work ethic, which means you, you got to have that, that work ethic from, you know, when you start, because whatever you choose, you got to be able to do it consistently and get better at it. Right. And not quit. Right. Absolutely. Well, I guess when I was young, I was not, uh, so my ignorance was my, and I, I've always talked about this. I think me being ignorant was the best thing that happened to me. And I'll explain what I mean. Yeah. Had I known that when I started the card, I was losing for a couple of years. I would, I should have given up. Like my, my more educated self today would have told my younger self, Hey, that didn't work. Go try something else. Yeah. But because I was so ignorant because my, I was so ignorant. I said, if somebody can do it, I could do it better. Yes. Yeah. Somebody was doing the cars and they were successful. That means I could do it. I, I could do it. I could do it better. So yeah. my own ignorance helped me get here. Yeah. But it, it's, it's funny how it works because now I have more information. It's almost like a kid. When you first, when you're, when you're young, you want to just play and, and laugh and enjoy your time. But when you get hurt once, you're like, oh my God, uh, I'm going to be more reserved. I'm not going to do this in case I get hurt. Right. So in business, that's kind of the same thing. You have to do it when you're young because you can take the blows. You can't. But when you're older, you can't do that because now you're like, you're more reserved. So I think that was a blessing that I had. And, and me being an immigrant, I think that's some people, you know, that's not the full story. My dad was shot. The, my brother and I were almost got kidnapped. And it was, it was bad times. And not to get into that story, but people yeah. talk about, Oh my God! The, you know, look at look at the like what you you overcame. Actually, no, I, I that was it was easy for me to be successful. It's yeah. probably harder for somebody that lives that was born here to be successful because I knew what I didn't want to go back to. I don't want to go back to Iraq. I don't want to go back to being shot at. Yeah, right. So I knew like I I there was nothing else for me. That was my standard. But for somebody who's born here, I know that. I know I can go to, if I was born here, I'm, I can go to the hospital if I need, I don't need money to go to the hospital. The government can take care of that. Yeah. I don't need to work. You know, I'm sure there's welfare and, and there's food stamps or whatever there is, right? Yeah. So it's, for somebody to be successful here, it's a lot harder because they have, they have the luxury of not doing it. Yeah. So mentally, I think it was easier for me to, to pursue what I pursue. Um, it's just a point of view, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally see yeah, so you coming from Iraq and, and going through some trouble there, giving you the mental toughness to be able to make it happen here in the United States, given that a lot of people here have a lot of luxuries. Like, yes, the government will take care of you if you don't do anything and they will. It is harder for somebody to become successful here because they have to overcome the mental aspect. They have to really want to do it and then and then execute and execute. That is not even easy because you're going to have a lot of setbacks and you yeah. don't have to quit. Or you might think of quitting a few times. Yeah. And so and so I want to segue into, you have All In Nation, right? And this is kind of like a place where you teach other people how to invest. Is that right? And like you coach them? Yeah. So we started in real estate. And I don't know if you know the history, but not under All In, we, we have some of that. 
renowned names in the real estate industry that came through, that graduated from the all in um, yeah. programs. And I, I couldn't be prouder than that. I think that was the best way of serving, you know, paying it forward and serving, serving our way through. And, uh, I, I couldn't be more blessed to say that. However, we did transition to be more of a business all, all around, uh, education rather than just investing, even though we're heavy in the investing, we still hold workshops for that, but we've, we've kind of moved, uh, to the next step where we educate about all kinds of businesses because we have all kinds of businesses. We've bought and sold some businesses. We've consolidated, we've, we've been in so many industries. We, we have our hands in so many different industries where we can, you know, that insight is very helpful for any for other industries. Uh, I mean, our CEO of the company used to be uh, a CEO for a company that was one of the companies of Anheuser Busch. Even though right now they're not in the best image because of what's happening with them, but the guy has been a CS since ninety six, uh, ninety seven, and that experience alone is worth something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that that's amazing. And and for someone that um. For example, we talked about that, that, um, you know, creating that mental toughness in people, right? For the listener who perhaps is, you know, kind of in the, I want a preneur kind of such situation, you know, like they're, they, they just haven't found their, their biggest why yet, or like the one that actually makes a difference in their life. Um, is there anything that you like a quick question or that you ask, you know, people, you know, when you were coaching them that allow them to unlock that purpose for doing bigger things? When we first started our first event, uh, we actually, we had people were paying us five grand for that event. And yeah. we actually refunded some people money because we didn't think they were the right fits for that, with that information. That's how crazy it was. We've actually, at the first event and second event, we refunded, I think there was five people or six people total. And yeah. I mean, five grand was a lot of money, right? But we still did that because we knew that information in the wrong hands was not not good, and that was that's always kind of been us. Um, we want the right people, so if, if there are good people and the right people, obviously that this is good. But the next thing is that we need people are committed. If you are committed, there is nothing can stop you. And unfortunately, nowadays everybody just wants to grab a few information here and there, try it out, and if it doesn't work, they move on to the next thing. They want to go. After one gold rush after the next gold rush after another, if it doesn't work because they see other people doing it and everybody's talking about it in social media. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. If you want to be successful, you have to be consistent. And consistency doesn't mean that you're going to keep hopping around from one thing to another. You have to see it through. You're, you're in yeah. real estate, call calling. If you call call for a month and, it, and you stop, it's not going to work. Because to make a deal happen in cold calling, you need at least 60 to 90 days to convert. Yeah. Well, that's an example. That's a good example in business. You have to see things through. You have to yeah. let it, you have to, you have to let the time pass to make sure that it's working or not, not just try and think it didn't work and move on to the next thing. And you can learn all the information you want, the secret sauce or whatever you go to events and, and all, all kind of uh, workshops or events or consultancy. But if you're not willing to put the work, nothing is. I don't care how rich you are. You can hire somebody and say, oh, I'm going to pay this person to run it for me. They're not going to do the same, as good of a job as you are, especially yeah. starting out. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. So that commitment is the piece that people need to understand because it won't be easy, but they'll get it over time. And just uh, just how you were kind of, you know, ignorant in the beginning and <laughs> and you you thought, 
I could do better than that person. And you honestly didn't see the all the work that it would take and all the failure that you would have to endure in order to get to that that part where you're actually being right. to the next level. Yeah, that's that's it's an elevator. Some people some people reach a certain level and they get off. Some people just want to take the elevator all the way up. Yeah. Commitment don't motivation and commitment is two different things, by the way. A lot of people could be motivated. I can be motivated. Yeah, I want to do this and this and yeah, I feel good. Let's do it. But motivation fades. Commitment doesn't. When you're committed, you wake up in the morning, you don't want to go to the gym. And guess what? If you're committed, you're going to go to the gym. You can start motivated. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to be the best shape of my life. You're going to do yeah. like that. First day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. Then that doesn't. that's not motivation anymore. If you continue to do it, that's a commitment. Yeah. And that's what that's what that's what it takes to be successful in life. I mean if you're not evolve if you're not evolving, you are dissolving. And yeah. part of part, you have to commit to evolving. Yeah. There's this is our life, our personal life. A lot of people are successful and you can have all the money in the world. But yeah. your personal life is not aligning, then you're not successful. And there is a saying they say is you can you can never um outrun out, out the person you are. Meaning is that if you're if your personal life is poor, I'm not saying poor money wise, I'm poor like personal life you don't take care of yourself, yeah. your success will always be lower. It's gotta go as high as your personal success. So they go hand in hand. And Carlos and I and the, the company, we truly believe that you can have it all around. You're 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 not just succeeding uh monetary wise, money wise. You succeed as a family man. As a as a mom, as a as a husband, as a father, as a uh, for taking care of yourself, mind and body and spirit. Yeah, yeah, that that's amazing, and and I'm sure you you trickle down that down your your employees, right? Like to every every single one of your team members, and and so Sal, right now where you stand, um, do you have a big real estate portfolio, or is your is more of what you you know own and like you know your net worth or where you come you know your money. Is it in the businesses that you get a minority stake and you grow? Like, what what is like kind of like? How, are you diversified? Are you just focused on, you know, some some areas? We're definitely diversified. So the companies I mentioned earlier, they are our own companies. They're not we're not minority shares. The minority shareholders we have, we have, I think now it's twenty some companies. So those are all kind of companies. Uh, but my I invest in the business heavily. So we 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 don't really take the money and splurge like most people. We yeah. re- reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. We build. We have. We're always. We have an R and D. So we're always research and development. We're, we're putting money into different things. We're starting new, uh, new new like departments. We're growing it. We're bringing new ideas. We're innovating in, in in technology. So whatever money that we get, we usually dump it back in the business or invest. And and we invest in other companies as well. So we've invested in some companies where we put money in it, and we just become a, a money partner. We don't have they don't use our services, or that we just become a money partner. Uh, we actually invested in a company that does it's called Puppies and Coffee. It's coffee, it's coffee, and uh, it's a coffee company. But the, you know, proceeds go to sit to saving puppies. Oh, that's nice. So it has a good cost to it. Has a good cost, yeah. And so most of our companies have really good causes, like. The medical company that we have, it's we buy test strips, diabetic test strips. Most of those people selling a box or two of test strips, they can they can turn on the power with that. They can feed their kids with that. So that business has a good cause 
uh, behind it too. Gotcha. And and so is that is that something you incorporate in all your businesses now? You always have a cause that you're giving back to. I mean, not not I wouldn't say all of them, but ideally we do. We we want to we want to start a, 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 a nonprofit, and we help help people in, in all kind of uh, situations, you know, um, and here in our own backyard. Yeah. And then yeah. God willing, we can go over overseas as well and help. Hey, real quick, guys, no ads here, just real stories. Are you thinking of owning multifamily properties? Let's do it together. Join my multifamily cohort. We'll learn from experts and help each other buy that first multifamily property. Head over to multifamilycohort.com. Yeah, that's amazing. And so for anyone that's looking to get in contact with you or get in contact, you know, with one of your, your businesses that wants to, you know, potentially work with you, um, where do they go? What's the best way? So I mean, my, my IG or Facebook, Sal Shakir, S-A-L-S-H-A-K-I-R, or the, you can go on all that nation website and see more details over there. Yeah. And, um, that's great. Do you have any event coming up where people, you know, could see you live or something like that? We were thinking of having our our big event uh, sometime in in August or I'm mean, not August, October or November. Uh, but it's still yet to to uh, we don't know the date yet. Gotcha, gotcha. And that's gonna be with All in Nation or correct? Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Amazing. And, um, okay, that's great. And, you know, if you wanted to give someone a word of advice, um, you know, who's starting out, we have a lot of new members in our group. Usually that's why they come. Our group has a lot of, you know, really advanced people that answer questions to the newbies. And, um, you know, what would you say that that would be a valuable thing for them to, to go through? I would say stop chasing the, the, the shiny object syndrome and do it. Stick yeah. to that one thing. Real estate can change your life. It changed. I know it changed mine, and yeah. it changed my family's life. And if you stick to it, you you will succeed. The only problem is that not a lot of people will stick to it. Not yet, people will 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 not. Gotcha. Just be and, that. Just be that one one percenter. Yeah, and and let's talk about a little bit about value. You know, because you mentioned like you have to cold call, for example, three to six months to get a some kind of result from that. Um, you know, when someone's starting out and maybe they're dedicating five hours or 10 hours or, you know, of it, you know, a week or something, you know, I want to talk about volume in terms of like, what does it actually take? Like how many reps do you have to do in order to get good at something? Um, because a lot of people don't know what it is to be really good at something. And so what, what would you say is the reps that it takes to get to, to be, you know, good at something where you actually see results and you become a master, you know, mass have mastery. I mean, not everybody's going to be a master at, what, at something if that's not their thing. If they don't fall in love with it, if they don't like it, they're not going to be good at it. It's just as simple as that. So I wouldn't want to say that you're going to be a master at something if you got to keep doing it because you might hate it. Uh, my, what I suggest is do the things that you're good at and expand on it. And if the stuff that you're not good at, leave for somebody else. Uh, but however, call, I think cold calling is a great start because cold calling requires you to talk to people and it's going to build that character where you're going to take notes. You're going to, you get, you got to be okay with people hanging up and cursing at you. Once you're okay with that, you're ready for the next phase and it, no one can take that away from you. You, you, you're you, now you've built that, that, that mental toughness to go against a seller and, and say, Hey, I want to buy your house. 
in person. It doesn't have to be over the phone, but it's easy to do over the phone and get over that objective. Now you can do it in person. So I think it's a great way to start investing in real estate. Gotcha, gotcha. And taking it a little bit at high level now, um, you know, in my, I have a belief that, you know, everybody that, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. And so we have some people that are more successful than other people. And so it all comes down to the activities that they do. You know, they're focusing on high leverage activities as some people will be focusing on low leverage activities. So what are some of those high leverage activities in your life that you've seen that actually yield a big outcome? Well, it won't be fair to answer that for as where I stand today. Let's talk about when you first start. Yeah. Money making activities. That's the best thing you can do. What is going to lead to making money directly, instantly? Not something that's going to take three months or six months or nine months or a year from now. And not money management activities. Money producing activities is the main thing I go after. So acquisition is money making activities. Yeah. That, that's something. Transaction coordination and disposition follows that. Without marketing and sales, there's nothing. It starts with Yeah. And marketing is always senior to sales. Marketing starts before sales. Yeah. So those are money-making activities in my book. Um, that's that's when I first started. Now, today, it's completely different. Now, money-making activities, when we when we meet, we have a strategy day. How are we going to move the company forward? What, what sector are we going to go after? What moves are we going to do to expand, um, to advance our, our organization forward? Those, to me, are money-making activities at least in today's uh, where my company stands today. So Carlo yeah. himself, uh, our, our CEO, go in the, in the boardroom and we, you know, we bring, I, well, what are we going to do next? And then we leave it on our managers, like the business unit manager, they have to come every month and produce, show us the results they've they produced. Not, not just that, they have to bring ideas how we can advance forward, what they can do for the company. And then obviously we take that up. Yeah, that's amazing. Got it. I think I think that's very clear to people who focus on money generating activities. Mm-hmm. Whatever gets you the money quickest. Right. Don't get don't get caught up with creating an LLC and this and the ad's important, but I flipped the first few houses under my name. I was in an LLC. That's like don't worry about that stuff. Yeah. Chase like go after the money first. That stuff will, will happen. It will it'll eventually happen. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. And so I, I think there's a great place to end the conversation so um if you want to visit sal and get to learn more about him go to sal shakir and also visit allinnation.com and send him a dm if this was valuable to you and you know i really appreciate sal for coming you know on this podcast and i hope to have him in the future you know as he progresses and can add more value in different ways so uh i appreciate you sal and uh i appreciate you thank you julian and thank you to the group for your time Thank you. All right. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Elevate America. We hope this story inspired you as much as it inspired us. If it did, please give us a rating, leave a review, and tell your friends. Let's keep the dream alive. I'm Julian Castle. Until next time, dream big and reach for new heights.